Welcome to It's All Connected, a Marvel Studios podcast brought to you by MCUExchange.com. It's all connected. Everything. Welcome to episode 94 of It's All Connected. This will be a time-displaced episode. Uh, This is Russ, and with me is Matthew. Hey. So, it's Saturday morning as we record this. Uh, We've both seen Civil War. Uh, We Mm -hmm. haven't recorded our Civil War podcast yet. That'll be tonight, which will release before you hear this. Right, and I won't be on it. Unfortunately, Matthew can't make it. Because I planned poorly. Oh, that's all right. So, So, I am aching to talk about it but i can't so <laughs> i'll just talk to myself in the mirror about it oh that's so bad <laughs> but i think what we're going to do is so so for episode 95 which you'll hear next week uh i think we'll start off because i doubt we're going to have any kind of real news matthew we'll we'll just kind of have a conversation about civil yeah. war so matthew can uh can can talk can about nerd his, out about his it, thoughts a on it yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and there won't be any real feedback for this episode because although the feedback was pretty much civil war so uh we'll be, yeah we'll be discussing that You've already heard all that feedback, so why am I even bothering telling you all this? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, all right. So, what we're gonna do? We got a couple news bites, and then we're gonna talk about uh, Agents of Shield failed experiments. So, uh, for the news, the first up is uh, apparently Sharon Stone has been saying she's up for a role in a Marvel movie that has been undisclosed at this point. Right. She said she has like a a wee part or something, a little part. Yeah. So. I don't know if, if that's Guardians or uh, right. if if it or if it's Doctor Strange or if it's uh, yeah. I guess it could be anything. I mean, if yeah. it's, did she say it was something that she already filmed? I I don't know. I just kind of ca- I caught the headline in a little bit of right. it, but I I didn't. It was I, it was yeah. Really I can't coy. imagine they've cast any anything else. I mean, maybe Spider Man. Yeah, but everything else I would think isn't even in the you know casting stages besides Guardians and Doctor Strange and yeah, she says I'm going to do a wee part in a Marvel movie. So that leads right. me to believe so, it, it could hasn't just be been. something they've talked about like early enough, like they were talking to her about it, and they you know they're just going to work her in regardless of how far along the, the film is. You know, yeah, maybe Thor, maybe it's Ragnarok, Ragnarok, yeah, yeah. yeah. Possibly yeah, Spider Man. Right. I guess it. I guess it could really be any of those coming up. I, I guess maybe we can assume not Doctor Strange. I, I would think not. Wrapped. Yeah, because it's so, wrapped. Yeah, yeah. Maybe Guardians. Maybe. Uh, yeah. I guess, I guess we'll uh, wait and see. But it, it does seem like if you're if you're an actor of any like sort of like credibility in Hollywood, like you're going to show up at some point in some capacity yeah. in a Marvel film. Yeah, so yeah. it's almost like not news anymore. It's just like... Who's not who, showing up? <laughs> right. It's like if you've ever been like nominated for an Oscar so much as you know that, then you're you're going to be in some sort of Marvel f- film or project at some point. So. Yeah, Je- Jeff Foxworthy is going to start a whole new comedy routine on instead of you might be a redneck, it'll be you might be in a Marvel movie. I thought you were going to say Jeff Foxworthy was going to show up, and I was like, well, that might be a little outside of the, <laughs> the parameters I just laid out. But to be fair, who knows? At yeah. this point, you know, maybe maybe Jeff Foxworthy does show up. Maybe he's Carnage. 
I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, God, could you imagine? Oh man, Marvel comes out. We're finally introducing Cletus Cassidy in, in, in a film. He'll be played by Jeff Foxworthy. We're very excited. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That that would be a great April Fool's. That would be like if Roger Corman was still directing and this was like 15 years right. ago. That would, right. that would totally oh. happen. Oh, my God, yes. Of course, I guess Jeff Foxworthy is kind of like a family man guy. I, I doubt he'd play like a crazy serial killer. Probably not. But you never know. You never know. Money talks. People. Exactly, and people are always trying to reinvent themselves in, in Hollywood. So. Yeah, yeah. Fingers crossed. Yeah, you Fox heard it here first, first folks. Yeah, ex- yeah, exactly, exclusive. <laughs> uh, so the last piece of news I have is uh, the, Fe- the Kevin Feige has been talking about, you know, we've talked about on this show, a lot of buzz, a lot of people questioning why isn't there a Black Widow movie, there needs to be a Black Widow mm-hmm. movie. Uh, right, I've, it's the most talked about. Yeah, you know why isn't this a movie? Seems yet. a no brainer. I really thought after sure. um, after Lucy because Lucy, despite what you think about Lucy, Lucy did extremely well at the box office for what it was. Right, right. For her starring, plus yeah, I mean, I was counting and with Civil War. Well, after Infinity War, she'll have been in seven Marvel movies. Yeah, Black Widow. So I mean, yeah, that's a bankable that's a bankable character and Scarlett Johansson is obviously like, I mean, she was all already a popular actor, but you know, she's starring in like everything now. She has all sorts of these action films and just everything. So yeah, it, it really feels like, you know, like what is, what's hold, what's the hold up? Yeah. And I mean, you know, my take has always been, they, they've kind of plotted these out so far in advance. She's a hot property and a very right. busy person sure yeah exactly um, along with having a child <laughs> um yep that'll so that'll i just take some time yeah i just always assumed it you know and, and who knows you know it may be just contract it may be her yeah I mean, exactly that's, she doesn't necessarily want to do that though at the same time she's doing like you said lucy ghost in the shell it's not like she's afraid to lead an action franchise right. so i don't know that 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 holds a lot of weight i guess right and you know i guess the argument has always been like anti-Marvel or Feige or, you know, Disney to, for not doing it. And it's like, well, nobody's, you know, she's never come out and, you know, said one way or the other. But Right. And it's not like they have kept her out of the movies right, at right. all. Right, They haven't shelved her yet. She's had a prominent role in every yeah, film she's been absolutely. in. Um, but Feige has said that they are committed to making a Black Widow movie, which, of course, the internet, you, you read all of the clickbait headlines and it's all just like, Black Widow movie is certainty. Like it, it's, right. it's almost well, like it's going to happen tomorrow. Yeah. Right? I mean, he didn't really, it's not like he really said they were committed. It was because it was like a deadline interview. And then the, the interviewer was talking about the secondary characters and they're like Black Widow, Hawkeye, War Machine, Falcon. Like, are you ever going to make a movie with them? And then he basically says like, well, we're focusing on our other movies now. We've got this slate coming up worrying about that and then he says but out of all of those characters like black widow would be the obvious one and then he says you know we love scarlett johansson we love black widow she's a lead avenger she's got lots of great stories so i mean it's like he doesn't really say they're doing it but he's also like if any of those characters are going to get a movie it's black widow sure so i mean again i i could very easily see 2020 like the first movie after Infinity War being a Black Widow movie. Yeah, absolutely. Especially if, like we said last time, Phase 4 is all about, like, smaller, you know, stories, then 
I think, you know, after the craziness of Infinity War, we could definitely see her character being like, okay, I'm going to go off and like do my own thing for a little bit. This is too crazy. I'm going to explore my past, you know, whatever. I think that would be a great, uh, a great place. And obviously like they could easily fit that in. There's nothing lined up for 2020. There's only a couple of films that could potentially have a sequel. Yeah. And you know, they, by 2018, they'll be done filming infinity war. So that gives them like two years to, for her to take a break and still film a black widow movie and have it out by 2020. So, yeah. And I think after I, I see that happening, you know, after age of Ultron, after civil war, after both infinity war movies, I think people mm-hmm. will be okay with kind of taking a breath and just saying, you know, it's okay to go back to, you know, single character, single hero yeah. driven flicks, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, it's okay. You don't have to have everybody yeah. in every movie. Uh, right. Right. And I think, you know, like maybe there would be a Doctor Strange. Like obviously the candidates in 2020 would be like a Spider-Man sequel, a Doctor Strange sequel, a Guardian sequel, and a, and a new character slash solo film. So obviously they're not going to want to go all sequels. So and it it makes more sense than them introducing a brand new character franchise to be like, look, we've got this asset, a huge star. Her character has been in tons of these movies. We've already fleshed her out. You know. You know. It's like yeah. There's not a lot of work you have to do to build this character. Audiences all know who she is. Yeah, so I could, I mean, there's no indication this is going to happen, but I could very, very easily see, like, one of the first Marvel films in 2020 being a Black Widow solo film. Like, I I think that would be perfect. And it's only about three or four years from now in terms of filming, so it's not like, yeah, you know, she's got to wait another 10 years and, and then you run the risk of, you know, just her... I don't know, aging out of it or not wanting to do it or whatever. <clears throat> yeah, I wonder. I, I still think, like, Phase 4, we're not going to get the big announcement like we did for Phase 3. I think yeah, they, I agree. I think yeah. they may have found that they kind of locked themselves in a little too yeah, tightly with so. that. Because we saw some they've had shift. to rearrange it a bunch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it was a fun thing, and it, it was cool. But, yeah, it might have been a little too much um, at once. But, but I that being said, I do think that we'll know what at least, like, because 2020 is the area we don't know yet. Right. Like we've got up to 2019. So I would assume definitely not this year, but I wouldn't be surprised if even next year they announce, you know, they're going to announce it ahead of time. Sure. Cause yeah, a, I mean, at least two years ahead of time. So, yeah. so latest case 2018, we'll know what, you know, the, the phase four movies, the first batch will be at least, you yeah. know? So, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was sometime next year that we like found out that. Yeah. And you you just never know what's going to stick, right? I mean, you know, Doctor Strange could be a runaway hit or a complete bomb or something in between. Uh, right. It, Captain it, Marvel it, could, totally. could totally light the world on fire, and then it's like, okay, we've got to lock this in. So, Right. But even then, like, I feel like the schedule they have, like Black Panther and Captain Marvel, they're happening too soon yeah. to 2020. Yeah. Like, the only – like, Doctor Strange, that'll be four years out. Guardians, that'll be three years away. Spider-Man will be three years away. So that's kind of the perfect time for any of them to have a sequel. Um, And then it's just a matter of, like, obviously they're not going to want to do three sequels in one year. And are Doctor Strange and Guardians too big following Infinity War? Do they want to scale it back? So it's like, I kind of feel like a Spider-Man sequel and a Black Widow solo film and then one other property I can kind of imagine... That's like my fantasy 2020. Yeah. It's like well, you know, two smaller characters and then the third one is a question mark. Yeah, and you never know. You know, with Downey Jr., I mean, if he goes to Feige or whatever and is like, you know what? I think, mm-hmm. I think I'd think i like to come back to do to do a last one. Right. 
exactly. know, if they're going to jump on that. They'll they'll move. They'll rearrange the schedule yeah, to make that. They'll happen. make that be immediate. Yeah. So. You know, you just never so yeah. Know. So twenty twenty could be Iron Man four, Spider Man two, and Black Widow, yeah, which yeah. sounds pretty awesome. Yeah, I, I, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so you heard it here first. I, I get, again, exclusive. <laughs> That's one hundred percent verified scoop. Uh, so, so that's really all we have for news. Like I said, it's yeah. You know, with with Civil War kind of in the um, yeah. There's lots the of news. talk about Civil War in the news, but yeah, we can't really touch on that too much. Yeah. And even then, there's you know there's there's still not a not a ton to yeah nothing. To really I don't think anyone said anything big. It's more just like little interesting tidbits here and there. Yeah. I mean, I would say, I mean, go to mcuexchange.com, even though it's like a deadline interview. But that whole, I'm sure they pulled out the like the best bits. So that whole Kevin Feige interview has a lot of interesting stuff about like Downey Jr. auditioning and like diversity stuff and Dr. Strange casting. Yeah. And there's some talk about the Spider-Man and Sony deal. So there, there's, there's a lot of interesting stuff from that interview. I'd say that's probably the most interesting like interview that's come out of all the like civil war, post-civil war news yeah. interviews sort of thing. Cool. So that's all we have for this week. Uh, like we said, head over to MCU exchange for all the other bits and bobs that come out. Uh, before and after this. Yeah. Um, so Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 3, Episode 19, Failed Experiments. Yeah, so close to the end. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's the next one and then the, the, the two-part finale, yeah. finale yeah. yeah. So only two more weeks. Um, so this was a kind of an interesting cold open. I, I assume this is like thousands of years ago or at least many hundreds of years ago yeah they kept saying a thousand as just like hive says that a few times yeah, like a yeah. general but it's hard to tell how general that is yeah. you know but i guess we can imagine at least a thousand years ago yeah and it's and it looks like a native uh you know native american that's running through and and it's basically the story of the first inhuman where the Cree come to earth and they experiment on this guy and he, they create hive i mean that's that's how he's created he is the first inhuman yeah they don't yeah they don't tell us where it is do they no no yeah for a second i was thinking it was like australia like an aborigine but maybe or maybe south america possibly yeah i guess it could be anything i guess it was sort of vague markings i don't know if that lines up to a specific tribe or anything but but uh, yeah i mean obviously a long time ago some sort of you know tribal person so it's not like it's not like it was cavemen Right, that they were experimenting right. on. Right, which is funny because in the comics, that's more or less right what it is. Right, uh, it goes back that far. Yeah, so it's they didn't they didn't make it quite that far, which is which is interesting. It's almost more interesting from a from the standpoint of the Cree. You know, you could almost wonder, like, wow, why would you pick cavemen? You know, like they don't seem very evolved, so to speak. So it almost makes more sense that it was, you know, somewhat like evolved people with like a civilization and language and, and, you know, like our final evolutionary form, so to speak, you know. So, yeah, it's it's interesting. So we get the and and it's really the story of Hive telling Daisy how he was created and Mm -hmm. they get into this first batch of Inhumans and that there was um, I love it. He says there is an Inhuman civil war. 
mm-hmm. and he, and he says yeah. not much has changed. There are a couple little right, dates right. to Civil they, War. They're definitely, yeah. yeah. Uh, so there was yeah, that not much one. has changed. I mean, I feel like in the next couple days. Yeah, there might be some <laughs> more going on. He even makes the comment of, uh, later on in the episode, he said billionaires build suits of armor and the military builds a super soldier um, right. and they'll have a war of their own. And so I was like, oh, okay, there's another yeah. <laughs> smack me over the head reference right there. Uh, but it was cool they kind of, you know, a, a, th- threw that in there a little, little bit. Right. I mean, it still, it, it still speaks to the general theme of like who gets these powers and, you know, who are the gatekeepers yes. of the. I, I mean, I think his whole thing was like, maybe Hive hasn't really touched on this, but it's almost like giving the regular people the chance to be great. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a weird, weirdly like proletariat thing. I don't know, but, but yeah, the idea that like, you know, if you're rich or you're part of the military, the government, then like, that's when you get these like special abilities, but you know, it's, it's rare for just like the average person to be able to like ascend to greatness. So, yeah. And then, Part of it with the inhuman thing is like, oh, only if you're blessed with DNA from some of these original people, then, you know, right. The so then it's almost like a monarchy, aristocratic yeah, sort yeah. of thing. And he wants like to pure be able bloodlines to, or something. Yeah. Yeah. He wants to be able to handpick, you know, I want. You know, yeah. That so person, then it's like a person. meritocracy. Right, which right. Is, so, I mean, yeah, it's like I don't know that they've ever they'll ever get that ideological about it on the show, but it is kind of interesting. Like, oh, Hive's like very like democratic and like, yeah. You have to if you if you do well and you succeed, then you can get superpowers. Yeah, <laughs> it's like oh, I don't know that maybe maybe they're not going that far into it, but I guess it's an interesting ideology of like how to how to give people abilities. It's it's similar to Lash in the comics too, in a way. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, in a slightly different way, he's not choosing people to become inhumans, but he's killing people who he thinks aren't. Right. Uh, who shouldn't be in humans after the Terrigen bomb. So it's, it's like an inverse lash almost, but yeah, a similar idea, I guess people who are worthy shouldn't be restricted by money or politics or alien DNA. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the bits with fifth and Simmons were good. I mean, they had their little disagreement, like professional disagreement about Mm -hmm. whether Lincoln should be able to take the, the antitoxin, um, and you know, they kind of pitch their case in front of Colson and Colson ends up siding with, uh, with Fitz and, and it was kind of cool. They had that little moment after, or with, with Simmons, right? With, Wasn't Simmons with Simmons. Yes. Him? I'm sorry. Yeah. 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 She doesn't want to do it. And Fitz, Fitz thinks that maybe it, it could. So, yeah, he, I mean, and he, to be fair, he's more like, well, I agree with both. <laughs> right. Right. Kind of. He's like, you know, yes, there's risks, but. So, yeah, I mean, it was good. And, and again, we talk about these sort of like inverting tropes thing, but it's great how their relationship doesn't fall apart because, yes. you know, it's like yes. on, a, on a lesser show that I could see them arguing and fighting. And it's just like, no, they're very sensible about it. They're like, look, this is a professional thing. And like, you know, we don't need to it's not going to destroy our relationship as long as we just understand that they're two separate things. And and again, he was very you know, neither one of them were like rude about it or wrong. Technically. Yeah. So, I mean, it was a very mature, sensible like yeah. disagreement, which is on TV is insanely rare. Yeah, exactly. And again, I think that's where the show succeeds is it, it breaks yeah. the trope and breaks the stereotype. So, uh, but I like that, you know, the, and then they start comparing stories about when they went 
in the field and uh you know he had to go up against daisy and she had to go up against hive and and she's like yeah oh yeah you know i had to yeah. basically sit there and listen to the voice of my dead ex-boyfriend uh <laughs> and she's like so i think i win and he's like yeah, I guess so. I guess you're right. Yeah, you're right. she's like, I had to shoot him three times just to get him away. I lo- yeah, I loved how casual it was. Yeah, like, she's like, I had to shoot him three times just to get him to me. shut up. <laughs> yeah, I just had to shoot the guy to shut him up, and it still didn't even kill him. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was funny. It was it was a good it was a good little interaction. Yeah. Again, it, and speaking of shooting, we we did uh, we we got May shooting Ward. Yes, yes. This episode, I don't know if she had done that yet, but we were talking. I think last one about everybody gets a chance to shoot Ward (laughs) or kill Ward. So I don't know if May had had her chance yet, but now we can add her to the, I think Fitz is the only one. Fitz is the only one. (laughs) Who hasn't been able to kill Ward. Yeah. So season finale. Um, Yeah. 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 (laughs) Go for the hat trick. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I love the time lapse of Coulson watching the monitor. Yeah. That That was was a really cool effect. I was trying to think about how they, I was trying to, I was thinking, like, I wonder if that's CGI or they got him to, like, He looked like stand. he was just sitting there, but not... Right, but he was pretty still. But not frozen. Of... Right, know, right. It looked natural. But I was like, maybe they just had, like... Like, because it's slow-mo, so it's you could have had, like, tell all the actors, like, hey, everybody just run really fast. Yeah, yeah. So the whole thing only took, like, a minute, but then they sped it up. Because yeah. I was thinking, like, yeah, I wonder if he stood really still or they kind of CGI'd it in. But, yeah, it was a cool, cool little moment. So of course Daisy shows up on the on the screen, which again, you know, they make a big point. She built this facial recognition system. Right. The fact that she shows up is totally intentional. Yeah, and then they they sort of bring it up later, but they never really satisfyingly resolve it. Yeah. As to whether it was on purpose or an accident. So I, I mean, I guess that's just left hanging there some more. But yeah. And then Coulson and Mac have a really good conversation too about what the mission is and what they should be doing. And um, it was funny to see kind of a switch where Mac yeah. was the one that was being a little more uh, soft hearted about it. And Colson was yeah. being a little letting his emotions like drive him more. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, Colson had to be the level headed one. And yeah. I, it, was, it was a nice inversion and it was nice to see Mac, like even he can, you know, fall prey to that. I mean, yeah. And he even his, said, look, his, my guard was down. You know, I was yeah. I was kind of all, you know, screwed up with Bobby and Hunter leaving and, you know, everything else that I just I didn't see it. And that's on me. So he kind of feels a little personally responsible that he couldn't catch the fact that Daisy had been turned, which was, you know, probably a little too much on himself because. Yeah, I mean, he was that classic, you know, superhero. I mean, it's, you know, yeah. Oliver Queen syndrome. Sure, sure. Just like blaming yourself for. Every, every everything that happens, even though you have no control over yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, he didn't go too far, at least. Yeah. So they put that team together. Now, I have to ask you. So they put this team together to go after the town, right? Mm-hmm. Did you just see, like, red shirt, red shirt, red shirt, red shirt? Like, yeah, yeah. I really thought, okay, none of these guys are coming back. <laughs> right. It's, it's one of the things that it actually bugged me a little bit because they gave a couple of them they like purposely gave them like speaking lines you know yeah like a couple of them are like playing with the weapon and they're like no this one's mine it's like we never ever ever see that and it to be honest it made me a little bummed that they haven't like i get there's a huge ensemble and i'm not saying i want any of these people to be main characters but it'd be nice if you saw a couple of like 
familiar faces here and there, yeah, you know? Yeah. And it, it got me thinking, everybody complains about the, the big, how there's too many characters in the show, but I was thinking about something like the newer Battlestar Galactica, which I think did a great job of, I don't know if you saw that, but... Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, that that's a show that had a ton of, I mean, way, way more than this. And, I mean, obviously Lost is, is an example, but, you know... Just the idea that like these people all work in this little bunker together. It's weird that we've never seen the same random agent's face twice. You know, like yeah, it'd be kind of nice if there was a couple of little low. They, they don't. I don't need to know who they are necessarily, but just you know, like a consistency in like the side characters. They get a line here and there. Maybe someone yeah. knows their name. It just adds to the sense it, that like it's not just these main characters. And it's not like Star Trek where the Enterprise, you know, especially Next Generation where there's like, okay, there's 1,200 people on this ship. Yeah, it's, right. it's, it's not uncommon that we'd come across somebody we haven't seen before. Sure. And, and I'm not saying we never come across someone we haven't seen, but it would be nice if, if like we got the sense that, because we've had this conversation before where it's unclear how many people exactly yes. work for this version of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yes. Because whenever they need like a SWAT team or whatever, they've got people. There's always kind of people in the background, but we're never really sure like how many. So I, I just feel like it would be – I'm not saying they have to devote an entire episode to like the side crew or anything, but it, it could be interesting. I mean I, there's been shows that have done that where they kind of like – they focus like an episode on like this mission where like the main characters are like background players. Yeah. And these – you know, it's, I don't know. Something like that could be interesting and it just – meeting those characters just arguing i was like man i'd really love to just get the sense that there are some other regular low-level like shield agents that like show up from time to time and aren't just like cannon fodder but it, i mean that's a big a big uh sidetrack but it, that's just what i started thinking of whenever i saw those characters and to be fair I, they didn't die right did they die no no they all made it out yeah, so there. So I guess another trope inversion. They introduced red shirts. They gave them a little bit of personality, and they walked away. They didn't die. Yeah, and and again, I guess <laughs> you know we talked earlier about breaking tropes, not being uh, right. You know, falling into the to the same thing. I I th- I thought, oh, okay, that was cool. They they just didn't fall into the same trap of you know random unknown SWAT team people show up, and of course right. they don't make it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I yeah I don't know if it portends like anything for the future, but it was yeah it, again it was nice to like have a have a speaking line from a couple of people that we don't know, and then they actually like don't die. Yeah, so yeah yeah, uh, I thought that was cool that uh, uh, we got a. Uh, I'd like to have a beer with myself as well. I think that would be kind of fun to do. And uh, so Alicia at the beginning, she's like pours herself. A beer. Oh, right. <laughs> that was really kind of cool. Yeah. Well, yeah. And there was a scene where like, um, I guess it's James is talking to Daisy and then she, and then Alicia's still in the background, just like, yeah, like chatting with herself at the bar. And I was like, Oh, that's kind of interesting. Cause at first I was like, wait, why would you like split up just to give yourself a beer? But then when they were talking, I was like, actually, you know what? I bet, she's you know maybe she's kind of a loner that's why we haven't seen her much and like who knows how long she's had that power but yeah imagine you could just constantly split yourself off like instead of like talking to yourself or thinking in your head you'd probably just like make another version of yourself and have like a conversation yeah so it was like yeah that's interesting i don't i probably won't dive too deep into her character but it is an interesting idea when you have someone who can like uh, make copies of themselves so it was yeah that was a funny little moment yeah 
Uh, and we we talked one, one thing I'll add here. We do uh, on the feedback side. I'll kind of integrate it in the discussion because it's kind of relevant. Um, mm. But Alicia uh, Vela Bailey plays Alicia plays Alicia, which is right. Is right. Funny. Her real name's Alicia, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, isn't it spelled? It's different. It's spelled I... different. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she so spells like it like weird... Alicia. Um, Right, her real right. name, and then on the show, it's it's Alicia with a with right, an which I. is actually that's my wife's name, and she, um, constantly people don't know how to pronounce it because they're more familiar with the Alicia spelling being Alicia, so they always say like Alicia and stuff. So I I definitely got a little kick out of seeing that that was her actual name. Yeah, thanks. Completely unrelated side note, but <laughs> Alicia Silverstone. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or Alicia Keys, like sure, sure. Those are the most popular ones, and so it's it's conditioned people to. I'm just saying, you know, like you know, Alicia can be spelled two different ways, guys. Like, and I like, appreciate Shield for supporting that cause. Yeah, like many names. <laughs> um, but we got some feedback from it's at Humbugged, and uh, he says uh, the reason for lack of multi woman is the actor's day job. She has spent most of the year working for DC as Gal Gadot's stunt double. Wow. Yeah, so I, I did a, a little... Interesting. Uh, yeah, I did some IMDb spying on her, and we, which we should have done. I usually do this, uh, but for whatever reason, I, I didn't kind of look into her. Um, she she's her she makes her living as a stunt woman. I mean, that's her primary okay. profession. Uh, so she, she doubled for Gal Gadot for uh, Wonder Woman, which is currently filming and has been filming for a while. Right. What did she in Batman vs. Yes. Superman? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So she was she was her her stunt double for Batman and Superman. She's uh, Adrian Palicki's double for uh, for Agents of Shield and Most Wanted, which I thought was interesting. Oh wow. Um, okay. So she that kind of explains why she hasn't. We talked about that. Like, why don't they include her more? And that's she's super busy. Yeah. She's and she is working on Shield. Yeah. She was Agent uh, uh, Bridget Reagan's stunt double for Agent Carter. Wow. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah. So she's just ev- so Kate Beckinsdale's double for Underworld Blood Wars. I mean, yeah. So she's wow. Okay. Well, that explains why she is so good at all the fight scenes. Yeah, yeah. And so why she, they haven't given her a lot of speaking roles, probably. No, no offense to stunt. Yeah, stunt performers, but yeah, I mean, maybe she just be, hasn't quite had that experience. Right, yet. exactly, exactly. And I think that she's trying to make that. You know, and a lot of a lot of folks do. You know, try and make the make the transition. Right. Yeah, that's a and hard. It's, a, that's it's a, a good. Yeah, and that's a good transitionary character it lets yeah. her fight but she gets to drop a line here and there and kind of like zoe bell too right you know primarily a stunt woman for years and years and years and trying you know starting to make that transition or trying mm-hmm. to make that transition as an actress yeah uh, well wow that's okay that's really interesting that's a that's a great little yeah so side tidbit so that was a that was a cool catch um cool so yeah um i thought I thought the May and the James stuff was pretty cool. Like she just saunters I, in, like she's one of the henchmen for it. Hydra. Yeah. <laughs> in my in my breakdown, I did that was one of my one of my three things I I talked about was Mames. I decided yeah. to call them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, you know, we we spend so much time with May just kicking ass that it's nice when she actually gets a chance to act. You know, yeah, yeah. Like be a character and. And so when she's like acting within the acting, it's even better. So, yeah, I mean, there's a couple times where she's done that. She's gone undercover and and, you know, it's always funny to hear her be very talkative and very charming and very sort of light. Um, and especially how like sleazy James is. And then, of course, just to, in the whole like as soon as he says the slightest, oh, yeah, there's a warehouse, but just like knocks him out immediately. Like, 
okay, we don't need any more information. That's good. Let's just knock this guy out and get out of here. Yeah, yeah. It was very satisfying. But it was funny because she kind of played into his, uh, you know, she she played into his uh, ego and everything else. Yeah. I thought that was mm-hmm. really cool. Um, yeah, I mean, she figured him out, like, immediately. Yeah. yeah. So that was pretty funny. Which isn't hard. I mean, he's a pretty he's a pretty blunt guy. Yeah, yeah. He's he's not hiding a lot uh, no. live with him. Um, but yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, so they wanted to figure out obviously where Hive is, and yeah, because they're in like a massive, they're in an entire town, like yeah, a yeah. mining town. They yeah. say. So it's like, yeah, I mean, he could could be anywhere. And of course, while all this is going on, Doctor Radcliffe gives Hive the bad news that. Um, that he can't, he can't, um, it's like, he can't use his blood because right. it's not Cree Cause blood. it's not it's pure. Like, right. It's like too far removed. Yeah. And so then, you know, Hive is a little antsy about that. And Radcliffe says, well, I didn't know, like I had to try. Uh, so I tried right, and right. it failed. So now I know what the, what the problem is. The problem is we need to use the real deal. We can't get by with. Um, mm-hmm. you know, with the, with the unleaded version. So, right. Uh, so at that point, Hive activates his little device, which <laughs> immediately calls in two Cree that apparently have been orbiting the solar system right. this entire time. Waiting that was for a little activation. Odd. I was like, yeah. okay. And they can immediately land. Like yeah. they've been in stasis, but then it, I was like, okay, that's a bit of a stretch. Nobody has ever noticed this like space pod just floating up there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And and the the thing that was like a sort of like a codex of knowledge is now really just like a homing beacon. Like yeah, it, it seemed like that little orb was like some sort of like history of the Inhumans. But then it was like, I I mean I don't know if we'll see it again. I don't know that it got destroyed necessarily, but I guess that ship crashed on top of it. So it is a bummer because I was hoping they would kind of use it to dive into some history, but instead it's just like oh it's just a homing beacon. And it also kind of keeps them away from the main Cree, right? So this is an these are like exactly protectors it's a way that, to exactly because yeah. that other guy we met was like a rogue guy who just like disappeared, mm-hmm. and then these guys are so right. Nobody's reporting back to the Cree homeworld that like, hey, the, your experiment's still going. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also, it. I mean, again, I don't know how something like that would fall on the planet without you know like the military knowing about it yeah but i guess it's the same thing with how did that other kree ship land like how do how's the government not seeing all these like ships landing <laughs> there's so many anymore that they just it's like right. oh, here's another one <laughs> it's just like yeah it's probably just an invasion the avengers land <laughs> yeah although it did kind of it almost felt like it disguised itself as a meteor so maybe they sure just, sure but you know, you know still when meteors sure you know, that big land like people know about it you know people yeah I, maybe that happened afterwards. Maybe a bunch of scientists came afterwards and were like, "What the hell?" Yeah, that one Cree but, had a really cool yeah. weapon, though. That staff with the blade on it and everything. Yeah, it I was, mean, they looked neat. It was really cool. I, I just, you know, they were they were fine as like kind of just they just didn't they didn't. My complaint was they didn't serve any purpose. No, they didn't. It, it, no, not at all. I, I they they die immediately. Yeah, they didn't need their blood. It doesn't add anything to like the mythology. And their whole existence there was convoluted at best. So it's just like, I mean, on one hand, it's like fun that there's like aliens showing up on S.H.I.E.L.D. But on the other hand, it's like it was completely unnecessary. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And the way 
so so then of course you know all hell breaks loose when these guys show up and and mm-hmm. Mac throws that I was like what the hell did he do to that guy like he it was some sort of cluster bomb or something like that, that... yeah it was those it, it was the um the obelisk bombs that they had back in season two. Oh, okay that that uh that whiplash used second whiplash remember they like um they found it was when Simmons was working for Hydra and they found a way to weaponize the obelisk. Oh, okay. And then they like, um, Christian Ward, like was having that meeting and they like bust in pretending to be shield agents. Oh, right, 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 right. Okay. Yeah. yeah Marcus yeah. Scar- Scarlatti. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, whiplash in the comics, but, uh, yeah. So it was that whole episode. I guess they were still like hanging around. Gotcha. They still, they, yeah. I guess, I guess that's what it was. I think they call them splinter bombs. Yeah, it just seemed weird. It was just like, oh, okay, I'm going to dispatch you rather deftly, and you know, boom. Done. Yeah, I guess it was so they can't get the blood. But it, it already. I mean, when he shows the jar at the end, he didn't have much. But I saw him pump a ton of that blood out before he even. Yeah, it was. And, and again, like if Hydra needed one of them alive so bad, or Hive. Yeah. Why did he consume the other one? Yeah. Why? Just like. Hey, have two of them. Yeah. Don't you want as much blood? You're never going to get another Cree. You've got two. Just knock the guy out. You know, yeah. like it just it seemed it seemed like a long walk just to get back to the fact that Daisy's like, oh yeah, I forgot to tell you this whole time. I it's like why didn't you just say that earlier before the alien showed up? Yeah. Like I've got Cree blood, kind of. Yeah, and that's what I didn't understand either. It's like okay, but her blood. It was diluted, yeah. so it's okay. Like, right. It, How is it not as diluted as whatever Hive had? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't... I mean, maybe you could say with Hive it, that because he's like a parasite inhabiting a body that there's no yeah. real, like, blood of its own in there. I guess that could be the argument. But I don't know why they didn't just kind of say that. Yeah, it just... It seemed a little... I, I just felt they were wasted, I guess is my point. It's like they come to in... Me, it seemed just like a gimmick. Yeah, yeah. Especially like when we're they make have a, Kree show up and a big deal with the orb and the device and the whole thing. And yeah, it's like okay, the so these guys come in and in ten minutes they're they're totally dead. Right, and I mean he says this can kill me, which you know I, yeah. when he said that line I was just like ugh. I it it that's one trope that they did buy into because I've seen that a lot in TV where someone says something really ominous about a thing just as like a cliffhanger line. Yeah, and then a few episodes later when you find out what that thing is, it's not really as big of a deal. Like, when he's like, oh, it could kill me, you know, it's like, yeah. well, it summons two people who you can easily dispatch. <laughs> exactly, yeah. It's not like Cree. I mean, they're strong, but, you know, it's not like they're, it's not like they're two hulks or something, you know? Yeah. So, and and he didn't seem nervous at all when they, I mean, he called, so to say, like, it's not like he feared that or anything, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, it just, it seemed like they didn't really know what to do with that. And they're like, hey, what if the Cree showed up? Yeah, like yeah, that'll be fun. It's like, well, <laughs> but yeah. In the twenty-two episode season, you think they could have given them an arc, you know? Exactly. It would have exactly if they had been summoned some other way, and they're sort of on the hunt for them, and you know, maybe while some of them are hiding, they're like, well, let me tell you a little bit about the, you know, I mean, it, it could have been a great opportunity to expand that. Um. They didn't. I think they did an okay job last time with the Cree. I I was a little underwhelmed even with him. Um, but at least they dove into like some inhuman mythology and they gave them like lines and yeah. like, a little bit of a story. Um, but yeah, with these, it just really felt like a really forced gimmick. Like it almost felt like 
it could have been like a Guardians of the Galaxy tie-in. Like it was yeah. so forced and ham-fisted that like the the one thing that was cool and they gave one that Agent Piper she kind of had that rocket launcher grenade launcher thing or whatever yeah. and she hits that Cree on the side and I thought for just a minute when he turned like the side of his face was going to be almost like Terminator style. Oh yeah. Um, oh, when and, she hits Hive. Yeah. Was was it hot? Yeah, because it's like he just killed the Kree. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. when they're like, all right, hit him. Yeah. And then he knits back his his shoulder. Yeah, that to, was pretty cool. Together. That was cool because, again, it kind of shows the regenerator, the regenerative abilities of, you know, Kree yeah. and humans or whatever, which mm-hmm. makes sense that they would, you know, it was able to bring Coulson back. It brought Daisy back. So, it, it again, it just kind of right. reinforces that there's these properties that, that, ha- that they have. Yeah even that though i was a little like because they make a big deal out of picking those weapons and like all right we got these pretty cool weapons and i was like oh what are they going to be and it was just a rock it was just like a grenade launcher or whatever i was like oh that's a normal weapon yeah (laughs) like everybody else just shot guns and it's like well you know that's not gonna work and it's like all right use the special weapon yeah and it's just like oh okay that's a normal (laughs) i was hoping for some sort of crazy laser i mean what about colson's you know crazy laser cannon he's got why didn't they use that and that heart looked terrible like when he holds that heart, oh up, yeah, it was like that looks like something. It's like a dog's chew toy. It was terrible yeah. looking. Yeah, they should have just made it look really weird, you know, or like, had it dripping an... or something. Like, yeah, I don't know, like cover it up in goo or something. I don't right, know. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> or like... have some things attached to it. It's like, oh, you perfectly severed all of the arteries on that <laughs> yes. to look like a picture of a heart. It's like have some like guts hanging from it or something. Yeah, it was like yeah. really. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I yeah. The more we're talking about it, the more I'm like, huh. There's a lot of things that didn't quite work in this episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and of course, we had the side story with Lincoln and the and the and the cure. Turns out, right? He he, he went behind everybody's back. He took it. He fried a bunch of stuff. Um, and then it made yeah. him kind of sick, almost kind of like he had the flu or whatever. Um, yeah. But it but it didn't work. They Fitz and Simmons come in and yeah. tell him like, hey, it 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 didn't work. Right. I did like the moment where they're about to drill into his skull and he's like, Oh, that's how you get it. And it's like, yeah, if you had a list, if you had a waited and listened to the whole thing, you would have known yeah. that. But instead you just went, you know, try to be a cowboy and shoot the thing up. Yeah. So I, I mean, again, I guess you could say that's another thing that goes nowhere, but I did, I did like that. It was sort of the desperation of, of Lincoln and, and um, yeah, I, I think there was a couple of good moments. Like I liked, it felt a little like a trope subversion where the thing, the, the person like tries to sacrifice himself and it's like, it just doesn't work. It was just right. a failure, which is, you know, that would kind of happen in real. It felt a little more real. Like, yeah. Hey, just cause you make this grand gesture doesn't mean it's going to pay off. And then I also liked that, you know, the, the drilling into a skull thing was like, you know, this isn't all you thought like, Oh, I'm just going to shoot myself up with this. And like, you know, I, I liked that he, it made him feel kind of like not dumb, but just like this is what happens when you, you know, make one of these like ridiculous grand gesture things that people do in movies and TV. It's like you didn't have all the facts and yeah. sometimes it still doesn't work. So yeah. that's just the way it is. That's why we don't just randomly poke people with stuff. We like talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like they're scientists and I liked that he did something very unscientific and the results were, well, it didn't work. That's yeah. Sorry, buddy. But Yeah. <laughs> And then, of course, the big ending was Mac trying to appeal to Daisy. They get into this huge fight, 
and Daisy just goes off on Mac. And <laughs> boy, does she! And even uses her power to pretty much give him a heart attack. Um, I mean, she, I, I viewed it as she was about to kill him. Yeah, yeah. Before May, I think shot her. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because she kills that crew. I mean. We talked about like if she's in control, why would she kill Malik? And but you know, I mean, it's she was pretty brutal with that Cree, and yeah. and again, we've never seen her use her powers this much. Like she kind of throws some people around, yes. but this is her like unhinged. You know, this is her like, and it makes sense with the Cree because he's like really strong. But and you know, she's killing him even though she was supposed to keep him alive, but somehow it's still okay to get the blood from him, but, um, but then Mac, it's like, it's just a regular guy. And yeah, I mean, yeah, I think she breaks his hand or his arm at one point. Um, so I think this leaves, yeah. leaves it not to the imagination that Daisy is not, I kind of yeah. kept thinking, well, maybe I don't she's... think we can call that a double agent thing. No. I mean, I, I think she was, there's no way she would have known that may was going to stop her. I mean, she was going to kill Mac. Yeah. So either the mind control is a lot more like insidious than we thought or this is somehow like a way that Daisy actually feel. I don't know. It's the only the only other it's hard for me to understand it. Yeah. I mean, the only way this could be viewed as a double agent thing is if something happened that we didn't see where Max said, you know, look, right. you have to make this look really good. Um, yeah. And but I don't think so. I, I, I think, don't either. I, I think. Yeah. So I think the question is like, to be honest, like I've, I was on board with where this show was going for a long time. And I've got to say in the past few episodes, I'm at a point where it's kind of going to be up to the finale because yeah, I agree. I could see some of these decisions and pretty much all with Daisy. I could see myself looking at the end of the season being like, I think that was a terrible idea, but I'm hoping that I'm wrong. I'm hoping that they'll make it work you know somehow but yeah yeah so far i i don't really know how i feel about the whole evil daisy thing yeah i'm I'm not sure that i'm really a a fan of the the decision yeah i mean the only i guess the only recourse they have is just the you know the the hive infection thing i mean that's their that's their kind of get out of jail free card with this but yeah but that seems like and if that's all it is then okay i guess i you know at least we have daisy back but i do feel like it's a missed opportunity to have done something more interesting. Yeah. It's a little too straightforward to just be like, no, oh, she was mind control, especially because they keep going out of the way to say they're not really mind controlled. You know, it's just like making them, it's like their inhibitions are, are lowered or something. I feel like that's a little more of an interesting move. Yeah. But I guess, the, I guess their point then was to remove her from that situation. So that's why she was so aggressive. It's like, okay, he's, the, he's here to take me away. Yeah, um, and I can't let that happen. So, yeah, but I mean, with her powers and everything, she easily could have just disabled. You know, I mean, even if she did something as brutal as just like break his legs or something, yeah, you know, like. Yeah. But the fact that she was about to go for the, the like killing blow is sort of like that's that seems more than a sway, unless we're inferring that like Daisy's willing to kill her friends if they get in her way, I I just, I don't buy that. I don't buy that given anything we've ever seen from her. Yeah. She's never been that ruthless. Yeah. I except with, except with Ward, which there's lots of reason for that, you know? Yeah. So I'm, I'm just curious how they're going to play this out, but 
it was it was intense. Yeah, yeah. Either way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, you know, overall, I thought it was an okay episode. I, I think, yeah, I mean, I enjoyed the episode despite what we're picking apart. <laughs> yeah, I, I I just think it just had some missed opportunities to tell a, exactly. a better story. I, I, I think that's the I think that's the best way to put it. And I'm, I mean, to be honest, that's what I'm fearing about the season is I'm wondering if it'll just if if the whole thing will end up just being a series of like missed opportunities and and wrong choice, like wrong paths that they took and how they got to the end. But we'll see. We're almost done. Yeah, that's true. We'll know very soon. We will. So anything else? Uh, no, I think I think that's. I think we did a pretty exhaustive uh, breakdown of everything. Um, all right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, head on over to mcuexchange.com to check out all the news and goings on there, the MCU Exchange show on Fridays, um, all of the, the cool video over at the MCU Exchange YouTube channel uh, for mm-hmm. lots of stuff going up over there. Um, and again, the news and reviews and breakdowns that happen over at the main site, mcuexchange.com. Um, and you can head over to hhwlod.com to check out all of the other podcasts that I'm on. The Walking Dead TV podcast, uh, our series of retrospectives on Star Trek, uh, as well as uh, the guys over there also do a DC-centric podca- podcast. So like we've mentioned before, if you are if you like your Marvel as much as you like your DC, uh, you can get your fill of that as well. Um, and then we'll be back next week where Matthew will finally be able to break his silence on <laughs> Civil War. Uh, and let us know what he thought, and we'll we'll probably have I'll try I'll try not to be too too redundant in in what I say in episode uh, ninety three. So yeah, um, so we'll look forward to that. Uh, thanks everybody for listening, uh, and we will see you next week on It's All Connected.